0: I'm so fucking free right now. <laughs> I'm like I'm a dog or something. Um you. To the Jacob Wayne show, I am your Jacob Wayne, and with me back in Utah is the lovely, splendid, sexy, sensual Kellen Gibbons. How are you doing, sir?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm doing well. How oh, nice to see you in your study! Yeah, it's looking very regal in there.
0: I figured I'd just leave it on. This was from yeah. our last one, and you know, it's uh, not too shabby.
1: It's fun to hang out in there you know it's, yeah it was nice
0: While i did enjoy having you right next to me it was not the most ideal like setting for us to both do a podcast i feel like we were shoulder to shoulder looking at the same screen and it's yeah. kind of like i'm talking to the side of me but i'm talking here yeah yep We'll have to set up the couch thing or something and figure that all out the next time you visit. But we didn't have much time, mm-hmm. so uh, I guess there's a lot of like that kind of stuff to get into, and that'll probably be most of today's episode. So first things first, what you sipping on? Ooh, doing water. Nice. Trying to be a good boy. It's a Monday.
1: Well, I'm not. I gotta. I got a Ketos double IPA. Can't remember. this one. Yeah, Ketos, which means thanks in Finnish.
0: Oh, so not like keto.
1: No, was like, not like the diet. That's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's K-I-T-T. No, K-I-I-T-O-S. That's it. Okay.
0: So this has like, I don't think beer is even capable of being keto. <laughs> no matter what you do to it.
1: I brewed it with bacon fat. Mm. <laughs> it's it is a delicious beer though that's a good another salt lake brewery that's pretty new and just kicking ass all their beers i've had are awesome
0: so it's ketos
1: yeah they oh. have a they have a coconut stout that a lot of people like and they have a coffee cream ale that's like they're one of their flagships it like won an award at an international beer competition which is unheard of for a beer from Utah. Cause it was brewed. Like I think they brewed it back when the alcohol percentage was lower and it was a Utah beer. But mm-hmm. Usually Utah beers don't win international <laughs> like, cause they're just not like people like the boozy flavor. They like the higher alcohol taste, you know, about a 5% beer tastes different. So yeah, but that one won in spite, it's delicious. I recommend it.
0: How about you break that down since since the Jacob Wayne show is an international show, many international listeners. Um, what exact, like in a quick summation, what is the Utah alcohol percentage thing and what has it become? I haven't kept up.
1: <clears throat> well, it, so yeah, when you lived here and until a couple of years ago, it was that 3. would have
0: been 2000, very beginning of 2013 is
1: when I moved out. Wow. Wow, that's almost crazy. Yeah, that's 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 nuts. <laughs> Seems mm-hmm. like only yesterday.
0: <laughs> yeah. Our album is uh almost 10 years. We almost have a 10 year anniversary.
1: Oh shit.
0: We'll get into that. Music is later. Anyway, it's a beer. It's, it's
1: aged nicely. Uh 3.2% was what it was back in the day. And it got changed a couple of years ago. Now, in the exact same session, you're thinking, wow, Utah made progress on an alcohol law? Oh, no, no, no. They raised the percentage to 5% a couple of years ago, but then they lowered the DUI limit to 0.05. So effectively undoing what they did like now that you can drink a, in fact you don't want to drink a fire you want a utah beer now so you see so you don't go over the dui limit <laughs> yeah like at a so, restaurant or whatever and yeah they're so they pretty much were like well you can have the full strength beer you just can't drink it at a restaurant now without mm. being scared of getting a dui which is so stupid because even the 0.08 isn't really you know isn't bad enough to not be able and to <laughs> i shit 0.08 exactly
0: and i haven't I'll, trained for a few days
1: I'll, I'll unicycle backwards on 0.08 and i don't even know how to unicycle exactly <laughs>
2: um
0: but that that also reco- that for those listening that don't know um in utah you can still have the state-run liquor store which is never open on holidays, never on a Sunday. Maybe that's changed. Nope. <laughs> but all right. So you can go get your vodkas, your rum, a higher percentage beers. But basically, if you're at any store, gas station, whatever, it's 5% now.
1: Yep. All right. Yeah. So, and so more.
0: yeah, when I was in my youth, in my 20s, it was like, yeah, You just get drunk off of three percent beer, which takes forever. So then it just makes you (laughs) fat, and then you're fat and want to get more drunk because this shit isn't working well enough. And it's a Sunday, so then you drive to Idaho unsafely to go get real beer and come back, and you're and you're giving business to another state.
1: Yeah, and they love it. Stupid.
0: Anyway, um, we pay
1: like Logan probably pays for like half of. Idaho's like school system, like for real. Between the beer and the lottery tickets,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I'm kind of in a cantankerous mood right now. That's all kind of non-podcasty stuff, but yeah. Sorry for flying off the handle, everybody. But what's that other fucking stupid thing? Is that the Zions curtain or whatever? You might be able oh, to break that down yeah. better than me.
1: They did get rid of that too. But yeah, there was a law, and they, yeah, they called the zion curtain but uh, you couldn't make drinks in front of people like drinks had to be made in secret and you, the bartender so could like even do it as long as the there year. was a little thing yeah I mean, you could see the top year. half of him you just can't see his hands making the drink because they were like if they see kids if kids see him like foreign drinks they are gonna want one <laughs> they'll think <laughs> like, it's candy <laughs> it's like, and how would you possibly
0: talk to your kids about that Or how would you possibly talk to your kids about anything other than fucking the Book of Mormon?
1: Exactly. You don't. It's called,
0: (laughs) yeah, and and once again, for those that don't know, the Zion's Curtain, you're like, they said iron wrong. It's like, no, it's just them saying, yes, this is religious.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And who says that kids are like, they're like, "Ah, they're trying to learn the kids. They make all these fancy drinks that look all pretty. And I'm like, I like pretty colors. I like a fancy blue drink now and then. Just a giant badass child. (laughs) (laughs) Where?
2: I want
0: some colorful alcohol. (laughs) Where?
1: I want the one that looks like Kool Aid. Yeah.
0: That's a modification of a David Tell joke. (laughs) <laughs> he's just like sir you look like a gigantic <laughs> baby so i was like oh. way. i want some pussy Way. <laughs>
1: bring yep. on the pussy
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dave mm-hmm.
0: well that leads us into food
1: oh the food
0: um where we left off i think we had one more day of you visiting here yep so we went to a new restaurant for me too here in Fort Collins called Austin's and we yeah. kind of did our little bands giving it was Shaki who's guitar player backup singer and Gamma pa. and then Kellen who you have before you guitar player and Vakoshka so it's kind of like All the musician, not all of them, but some of the musician buddies that I've played with over the years. And we had some amazing food. I got the uh, bison steak, basically, with some garlicky mashers. I don't even think they called them mashed potatoes or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. He was insistent on calling them mashers.
0: Yeah. And then a lovely piece of key lime pie. Oh, yeah. Um, We had your Brussels sprouts that had like slices of apple and cheese and nuts and stuff on it.
1: Those were wonderful.
0: Yeah. Uh, What'd you get?
1: I got the, the, it was a special for the night. It was like a, a tenderloin roast, some kind of steak roast, uh, sliced up and it had like a red wine sauce on it and Mm -hmm. some crispy onion straws. And it was, it was quite delicious and the garlic mashers on the side. But I got one of them big skillet cookies for dessert with a scoop of ice cream on it, which I haven't had one of those in a long time. I mean, there's yeah. a place here that used, that had them, and they're, they're good. They yeah, had that caramel <laughs> drizzle. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, man.
0: Uh, Shaki had, like, rotisserie chicken and lamb, not lamb, uh, ribs. Yeah. Garlic mashers, too, I think. Yep. Yeah and he he ain't a big boy like you and i so he's like oh dessert oh my (laughs) but we made him have bites anyways like we shared all these little bites and such so i gotta say Mm -hmm. it was a pretty solid meal um it was tasty then i had a little bit of a day of work that was i wasn't looking forward to it the day that was next which was wednesday uh what did you do that wednesday
1: Oh God, that was, uh, so I woke up real early. <laughs> I went down mm-hmm. to, uh, Denver from your place and picked up my girlfriend at the airport. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, uh, was, oh, it's always an interesting drive. And then we drove up to Cheyenne, Wyoming, which is only like a, it's really not far. Yeah. You know, not too bad. Like an hour up, you know, mm-hmm. pretty quick little drive. Um, we went and met up with her grandparents and uh, some other family, and we all caravanned up to South Dakota. So I mostly just drove that day. <laughs> but when we did get up to South Dakota, we had a uh, their family spaghetti with meatballs, which was delicious. They have a, mm-hmm. they, I've had it before. They, they got their little family recipe going on. It's quite bomb.
0: <laughs> is it all a secret recipe or is there a particular thing they do? Apparently,
1: the, the secret is a little brown sugar. That's what everybody was saying.
0: Oh, that's something I'll get into in just a second. Yeah. Um, sure. That reminds me, oddly enough. Uh, I probably would have even forgot to bring it up. But just backtrack a little bit. Was it easy enough getting to the Denver airport? More often yeah. than not, we uh, kind of go down there. It can kind of be a bit of a thing.
1: It wasn't, I had a, like my, I borrowed my sister's car that has built-in GPS. So I just threw it in there mm. and it was See easy to follow. And I also just didn't care and took toll roads. So I was like, I'll pay it, whatever. So. And
0: you were able to avoid all the phallic symbolism and the devil worshiping, including the devil horse.
1: Man, I didn't even see that thing. I, was, I must have not been paying attention. I must have been looking too close at the thing. I did not even notice any of any such things.
0: I think coming from Fort Collins, you can avoid that, the Bronco. The, uh... I can't remember what they call him. Satan horse or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they did a video or they played a video of this uh, Christian dude on YMH, your mom's house uh where they it's just this old man he has to be in colorado yeah and he just he always breaks down how the denver airport is like riddled with phallic symbols and her worshiping the devil and what it's just like i'm like sweet denver has the most metal airport (laughs) out of the whole country wow so just making sure you you were safe on your journey there you know you didn't get <laughs> possessed or anything like that
1: no carl rove didn't capture penis. you
0: and sacrifice
1: you in a ritual no I made it safely That's oh good. we actually uh we went back and uh, like basically went through fort collins mm. you know we had some time so we went back and hit loose eels on our way. Uh, yeah. so I did, I did sneak that in.
0: <laughs> awesome. I was wondering so. if you guys got there. Yep. Um, so that more food stuff, uh, remind me the spaghetti brown sugary thing if we get moving on, but okay. Thanksgiving, what did you do?
1: Oh,
2: well,
1: uh, well, pretty much the traditional meal, you know, turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, green bean casserole. There was some yams, which I'm not a fan of so I did not partake. What's the yams? Uh, <laughs> and of course the turkey gravy, which we don't usually do. My family usually buys just the canned gravy, which is fine. Mm. But they do it, you know, get the drippings from the pan, do it, do it legit and that was quite delicious. Yeah. And much dessert going around. Oh, they had this weird mandarin salad. Uh It was like mandarin oranges and like a whipped cream kind of topping on this little thin crust, kind of mm. like a graham crackery crust. Yeah, it was pretty tasty. One of those little weird fruit, they call it a salad, but it's totally, no. there is fruit in it, I guess. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I think I've heard of that. That was tasty. And then, uh, of course, the next day we had the turkey noodle soup, which again, mm. homemade noodles, I, which... I've never had like that. They were like different than I would, was expecting with them. I I enjoyed them. They were pretty, like pretty big, big hunks, you know? Yeah. (laughs) They were nice though.
0: No, I've never heard of turkey noodle soup. Oddly enough, it sounds pretty great.
1: Oh yeah. It's the leftover, use all that leftover turkey for something.
0: See, I got to do the turkey sandwiches. I love those mayo too. turkey. I was
1: like, there you go. You just get a giant turkey so you can have both. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when I got home uh, last night. We had another Thanksgiving. My family waited until last night to do ours. So I got, I got three Thanksgivings or one bandsgiving and two Thanksgivings, whatever you want to call them.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Mix and match. But
1: yeah. It was, it was very Did nice. Did they wait for you to get back? Yeah. That's so got, nice of them. I I left pretty early. So I, I got back just a little after six, so it wasn't I didn't have to wait too long.
0: <laughs> this might sound like I'm calling out my family and I don't mean it this way, but there's no chance in hell they would do that. <laughs> I I uh, I wonder if it's because I got kids or I don't know. We all kinda each individual offshoot of my family seems to kind of be comfortable doing their own thing. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, you miss it. Oh, it's too bad. There's some crackers but, in the cupboard if you're hungry. I,
1: <laughs> I like, do oh. think that would have would have been the case, but uh, the, this year was just a little different with the timing of some stuff, so right. it was actually nicer to delay it a few days for everybody. Sure. Like, uh, Carl went on a nice backpacking trip instead of going after Thanksgiving dinner. He just went that morning, I think. So kind of just worked out well, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah, as I said a bit ago, I had a shitty day of work to do on Wednesday Uh and then got back, was kind of really tired from that and then had band practice and we still hadn't gotten any food or anything yet. So I was like, let's hit up Whole Foods before they're closed and all that stuff. And... That we were kind of discussing, like, do you want to get together for, like, cocktails or something or whatever, like, Thanksgiving night? And I was like, no. I'm staying home. I'm relaxing. I mean, we had you as a visitor. It was great. But, you know, that anytime you have a visitor, you know, you kind of lose track of little things in your schedule that you normally do. And so that, coupled with work, coupled with band practice, I was like, fuck that. And shock he's like oh no I'll make a charcuterie board and come out and so he went over to our drummer's house and did all that I just stayed home and I cooked five turkey drumsticks and spruced Hello? up some mashed potatoes that I just bought from Whole Foods just like added like uh, bits of garlic oregano a little bit of butter and uh oh, then just bought a key lime pie and that's really all i need what's your uh, favorite yeah. uh dish for thanksgiving
1: uh man I, I love a turkey leg i always get i always try to snag a an leg and yeah. then i love the mashed potatoes and gravy those two right there really could could do it for me <laughs> yeah.
0: i thought about getting gravy but i was already kind of penny pinching a little bit so i was like what are the bare essentials and i got that yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, the turkey drumsticks. That's like all the dark meat and stuff. So this is this is great. And I oh, yeah. uh, got a pretty great recipe for that. And for, once again, YMH listeners, it might sound like I'm ripping off something they talked about, but it was true. And it occurred to me while I was cooking that. I put the turkey drumsticks in the slow cooker. So they're cooking all day. So by the time Shocky gets home, he can have a little bit of the turkey and mashed potatoes. And I'm just sitting there eating it once he gets home. And I was like, you know what? Like, holy shit. I could like make this meal like next week. There's no reason you have to wait an entire year to have turkey and mashed potatoes. Hell nah. I was just like, God, these fucking turkey drumsticks. It's a healthier meat. It's this awesome like kind of paprika centric flavoring on them. And I'm just like, nah, damn. You could eat like two turkey drumsticks like a week get some mashed potatoes i was like this is fucking good maybe you get the drumsticks with some rice which i would imagine is maybe a little less you know uh putting on the weight than mashed potatoes all the time but yeah i don't know Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, yeah mashed potatoes usually has a bunch of butter and cream in it so
0: yeah so i mean you know not all the time but at least a turkey drumstick oh yeah but even then like a salad i don't know but anyways that was my thanksgiving and i was like i like a good green bean casserole i like uh you know that kind of side stuff but i really don't need it get my turkey my mashed potatoes some key lime pie i'm satisfied I'd settle for pumpkin, yeah. maybe, Yeah. but yeah, so it was uh, all in all, the one of the most low-key uh, Thanksgivings I've ever had, and I really enjoyed it. I might become a recluse. Just have well, Thanksgivings well, before yeah. Thanksgiving, and then on Thanksgiving, just everybody go away.
2: I'm just doing, you know, just
0: I'm just doing it by myself i'm very thankful for my me time there you go even though Shocky was there but um (laughs) there was a musical component to that thanksgiving that we'll get into momentarily but uh one last food thing the brown sugar and the spaghetti or whatever uh so as I was saying, I was penny pinching, so I was like kind of waiting around for a payday on a couple of things, and I'm like looking through the house for different ingredients, stuff I could make. And I had a can of chili, and it was like no beans, just the meat chili. And I was like, I wonder how that is with spaghetti. So I just did a quick Google, oh. and apparently there's this thing called Cincinnati chili. Oh lord. And I was like, what the hell is this? But apparently, there's like over 200 chili huts or chili spots in Cincinnati where they do this dish. And what it is, is you get spaghetti, chili, and then shred a bunch of shredded, you know, cheddar cheese on top of it, kind of like a chili cheese dog. What the? Uh, minced onions and i guess some people are like you got to have oyster crackers like crumbled into it too but uh what's interesting is with the chili make sure that you throw in cinnamon and worcestershire worcestershire Worcestershire
1: sauce with mr mr
0: Westminster session with some sauce <laughs> and you know paprika chili powder like it's pretty like elaborate with the spices you throw in there Got and me. one recipe I looked up I don't know how authentic this is but she threw like cho- bits of chocolate in there
1: That's, like that seems outlandish I was like
0: what the fuck I was like I'm not gonna do that didn't have onions so I couldn't do a little chopped up onions at the end Um, but it's like, I was even like a little on cinnamon, but it's like, that goes into like Indian dishes and I like those. So yeah, fuck it. Throw in a little bit. Um, as I'm researching it and making it, I'm reading all the comments on this one dude who like, you know, YouTube tutorial and apparently a very key element is that you put the spaghetti on the bottom then the chili on top and then the che- shredded cheese on top of that and you eat it like a casserole and apparently it makes, yeah. makes a big difference
1: well that's uh but i was like
0: uh fuck that i'm gonna mix it all up but as i read the comments they're just like you gotta eat it that way we don't twist up the noodle in cincinnati this video sucks uh, <laughs> just like i don't know if that's a cincinnati voice or whatever, but all these people just talking shit about this poor guy trying to make a hey, this is this cool that Cincinnati makes this? They're like, no. Fuck you. <laughs> you. Gotta eat it like that. You don't twist it here in Cincinnati. It's
1: got, gotta be dry and milky.
0: It was hilarious how much like shit this guy was
1: getting. Just like, oh, what wow. the
0: fuck? He did the sauce all wrong. You're not supposed to put it in overnight. Like. <laughs> But so, yeah, wow. so I'm not going to say I made Cincinnati chili, but I made we'll Cincinnati chili. Then. So See, fuck you, Cincinnati. I made <laughs> Fort Collins chili. Get fucked. <laughs> so yeah. That's their hot dog. I'm finally taking a stand. We talk about politics and all kinds of stuff in the show. But fuck you, Cincinnati. Wait. I make it better than you. Yeah. told you I was tankers this episode. <laughs> and the Bengals well, suck, even though they got a really cool name and uniform.
1: True. Well, see, I, I had a, I'd had only heard of the Cincinnati hot dog, which I had to like look up, and it is that. It's just covered in chili and cheddar cheese and onions. So there you go. You just put it on spaghetti. It's not even that original. They're like, well, just do it to spaghetti instead of the hot dog. You wouldn't twist up a hot dog. Right.
0: What Do they have anything in Cincinnati? Is this why they're so no. like...
1: Ah, Their only competition is Columbus. And so, I mean, what are they doing? Yeah.
0: What else don't you like about Cincinnati? I think this is going to be the theme of the episode.
2: <laughs> We're hey, going to I call it them.
0: Cincinnati Chili. <laughs> call them out of the woodwork. Cincinnati
1: pit ticklers. Yeah. <laughs> I, Reds, don't know any, what a I don't know what I don't anything fucking about team. Yeah, I don't know anything else about Cincinnati really. It's Ohio, right? Yep. That's what I was saying. Like they, I was they have, double, they're I was trying to guessing. be better than Columbus. So, like what's the?
0: What other major cities are in Ohio?
1: That's like it. Is Let's it Cincinnati, Detroit, Michigan, Cincinnati, Ohio? We got columbus cleveland cincinnati are the top three so cleveland's big oh
0: cleveland's the bigger one but cleveland takes all the but i mean in terms of like oh i know cleveland
1: yeah and then you get into toledo akron and dayton and after that i don't really recognize anymore dayton <laughs> i've heard of dayton
2: yeah so, wow
1: and toledo I Had a buddy from toledo he thought my hair was neato
0: So I guess we're getting into music now. (laughs) Uh, uh, I guess there's no new releases or anything like that, but let me look this up real quick. Um, Shocky showed me a band I had heard of, but had never really sat and seriously listened to. But on uh, Christmas uh, morning... We had some coffee and are just kind of hanging out and he showed me this band called molchat doma that is m-o-l-c-h-a-t space doma d-o-m-a um they might not be based in russia but it is like russian
2: huh.
0: so i think they're from russia but i, I guess i'm not totally 100 percent sure about that let's see if there's an about about them real quick Uh, Molchat Doma, translated as Houses Are Silent, founded in 2017 in Minsk, Belarus. Stands at the intersection of post-punk, new wave, and synth-pop. Dark yet danceable, and with a heavy dose of goth ethos. So, it's basically like that shoegazy new wave, like... But it's like totally got a Russian like sheen on it and they're singing in Russian and it's really groovy and cool. So shout out to them. Um, Dolchat <laughs> Did I do that right? I'm still memorizing it. Molchat Doma, not Dolchat. Molchat Doma. So what was also fun is that after Spotify was done playing one of their albums, it just started spewing other like new wave, post-punk Russian stuff at us. It's like, this is like a genre of music that I'm like on board immediately with. That hasn't happened in a really long time.
1: Yeah. Which I was
0: already into like 80s stuff and whatever, and it's definitely heavy 80s stuff. Uh, Got a little bit of that synth wave flavor in there. But what I like about it is the guitar and drums. It's just that strum, ding ding like 80s thing oh yeah it's all about the texture and tone rather than complexity really
1: yeah that sounds cool
0: yeah so um i guess unless we wanted to get into any music stuff that was pretty much music
1: oh there was one little shout out mm-hmm. um just a quick one uh rest in peace to Stephen Sondheim. Famous, I've heard Broadway, the name. Yeah, composer lyricist. Okay. Some people, some people say, theater's most revered and influential composer lyricist of the last half of the 20th century, at least it's most popular. So he wrote like the lyrics to West Side Story, mm. and he also did uh, Sweeney Todd, Sunday okay. in the Park with George, and Into the Woods. Okay. Which Into the woods is one of my favorites. That's kind and of thanksgiving ish Yeah, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah, it's kind of like bad. maybe
0: I'm thinking like grandmother's house. I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is that. It is kind of playing on that story a little bit. So yeah, um, yeah, he was just a very influential. Apparently, he wasn't even like sick. He went to like he went to Thanksgiving dinner and then just was dead. So rest in peace. Yeah,
0: rest in peace. He was ninety-one.
1: But but I think so. Yeah,
0: I think I just barely like saw right. that because I was looking to see. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good long life. Yeah, that is. I feel like we maybe mentioned that before, but it, but it is one of those things where you're just like, oh, who died? Oh my God, fifty-four. Jeez. Ah. Oh. But then yeah. if you ever read it, it's like ninety-one. You're like.
2: All right,
0: <laughs> like sad, but <laughs> Bad, it's but. just like, well, fuck, it's coming for all of us. So that's actually a pretty good life. So
1: yeah, that's a good life. That's a good span. Yeah,
0: Thanksgiving dinner. Hopefully, you got to have some.
1: Yeah, he, I think he, he went to dinner with a bunch of friends. Then went had home, dinner. I think with... it was the next day. Yeah, there you go. Maybe he had too much dinner.
0: Did he? Does he have a wife?
1: I didn't really or read too husband? far the rest know. of his life. Well, I'm sure he does, but I didn't read his biography really. I just
0: well, yeah. Hopefully he had somebody man. with him when all that went down. Indeed. Um another musical item. I was checking to see if uh Shock had posted it because he was like, you should talk about that in the podcast. I was like, oh all right, put it in the and we have our little subsections of where we post stuff for each other. Little inside scoop.
1: Behind the uh, scene. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, speaking of which, man, we didn't even do the intro song. Shame. We just got right into it. Have we missed any uh, stingers yet?
1: No, not yet.
0: Okay, good, good, good. I'll pull that up in a little <laughs> bit. Uh, music, though. Yeah, he apparently read an article or saw a video, so I can't delve into it too much. But it was an interesting concept and I guess we'll kind of like I don't know. Yeah, we'll find a stinger for it. Because it's kind of philosophy too a little bit. We should have had this up and ready, but as I said this is cantankerous as cantankerous can be. It is not my day today, folks. (laughs) Where why don't you tell me a little something while i'm looking this up anything you
1: want anything? anything anything well i will go on a random tangent then on the way home from uh colorado there you, there you go yeah uh, yeah i decided uh you know i listen to some podcasts like i normally do that's mm-hmm. great great uh stuff finished up a series on the atlanta monster that was really good that's a great hell yeah uh podcast (laughs)
0: did that work
1: messed up uh (laughs) what
0: i played it i didn't i didn't know if it was playing yet
1: oh you have to i don't think i don't know if it's sharing to Um, me oh
0: no do we have to go in and do all this now that it's recording Ah, fuck it. No stings this episode. Keep telling
1: your story. <laughs> but yeah, so after I listened to my podcast, I decided to throw on uh, the old Diablo Swing Orchestra albums. Listen mm-hmm. from the first one through, and I was going to see if I could get if I got through all four of them. But man, just another shout out. Those guys just kick ass. If you haven't listened, their new one does kick ass. But don't forget their other their first ones. They're all so good, and every one just gets steps it up you know they take it to another level even though the first level is awesome yeah
0: (laughs) what was the first one it's uh i know the song balrog
1: balrog is on there that's the first one i can't remember what it's called i'll look it
0: up while you're continuing
1: yeah that one and then sing-alongs for the damned and delirious is the second one which that was the first one i ever heard from them and i do love that album so much Uh, the butcher's
0: ballroom
1: that's it and then
0: pandora's pinata and then i think my favorite title out of all their albums is pacifisticuffs
1: oh yeah see i don't i think i I forgot about that one i I was right before
0: this most recent one i need to throw that one i think they switched the
1: singer but i feel like they switched the singers have changed or either how they mix them but they, they've had a, quite a few different singers especially on this last one felt like quite a well quite i think the amount of different ones
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna learn more and we'll discuss it but early albums they had the female singer that could do all the opera stuff
1: yeah. which
0: very talented and cool but that was probably like my least favorite element because i'm not that into opera uh i think it was as of, maybe it was Pandora's piñata, but definitely on pacifistic ups, they have a different female singer who has more of that uh, old-timey swing kind of thing going on. Not as opera. And so I think she's a little more... She does like that weird D-ant word. Kind of like...
1: See, I was thinking that wasn't...
0: I think it's her.
1: Yeah, I think I just put it was on like singer. a voice. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Because I've been, thought...
0: I've been kind of following their making of process. From what I understand, it's like three singers. It's the bassist, main band runner, who sings. Then there's the female, and then I think occasionally they get this other dude to do it. Work. But I don't know. Hey, feel free to write us, Diablo Swing Orchestra, because we know you're listening. <laughs> They yeah, could come on Tell for us. an interview, and we'll mix it up. But
1: yeah, they they're just killer band.
0: Yeah. All right, so here's this musical thing. We'll just get this get in, and I just got some annoying news. As you were telling me that, so uh, too bad. Even more cantankerous. <laughs> uh. So. The music thing is this group or folks or a couple people or whatever in through some kind of recording program or whatever bought up the rights to all the melodies that this program can come up with, all its variations, every single melody that it possibly can their uh-huh. idea behind that is that they own the rights to it so then they make it open to everybody because they believe that the copyright laws in the country are a little fucked up so then they bought up every pos like every possible melody that this program could make so then people can use whatever they want it's kind of odd i wish yeah, i had I more details
1: yeah i don't know how they could i don't know how melody isn't
0: i think it's you know, the just... melody when used by a specific plugin in the so fruity loops if it's like i guess if you use their little guitar plug then no matter what that guitar thing shits out i don't know
1: huh because i mean we'll have to do a can... follow-up there's some things you can't copyright really like i can't remember from melody is one or not but maybe i think melody is but i i don't know man it's it's so hard to argue any of that in court like if vanilla ice did
0: like if you're like dude it's gotta be public (laughs) domain by now but yeah i don't know
1: Yeah, you're never going to write a melody that hasn't been done before, probably. (laughs) People have been doing it.
0: If your whole song was based on that, could she sue? That's Susanna Vega.
1: Yeah, who knows?
0: If it was me doing a vocal, like, and that's where it's weird. Like, if you did it on the. But if it was me, just kind of. Could Susanna oh, yeah, Vega that, be like, "I'm
1: suing your ass"? If that's all you did, yeah, because that is that song. But it, it,
0: but it, but the Vanilla Ice thing is, I added in a, yeah, that's how he got away with. And he should you should
1: get sued for that too. And he shouldn't have gotten away with under
2: pressure. Yeah, but
0: I guess there was another thing on the radio too, where. They were going over, like, how all these early DJs got sued for sampling from, like, rock bands and old R&B and soul stuff. And, you know, yeah, it is interesting because in, on one hand, this is why it's kind of philosophy. I, I definitely think copyright laws are a bit ridiculous in this country. But at the exact same time, yeah, you want intellectual property. Yeah, I mean, you don't want people just taking to your stuff, and yeah,
1: that's kind of the problem with some of those types of music because they don't have to like learn how to do music because they just steal it. So I should they shouldn't be paying up for that. I think I get that. It's like like Led Zeppelin ripping mm, off sure numerous songs. That what the more egregious thing,
0: and then Greta von yeah. Fleet sucking at the teat of <laughs> Led Zeppelin sucking at the teat. Yeah. Exactly, soul and blues song.
1: I feel like on most of those cases, though, you can look at those bands that are complaining about another band stealing their song, and then you can go find where they stole their song from, and it might go back into like classical music even. But there's like I said, there's only twelve notes. Like a good melody is going to be hard to come up with a new one that hasn't been done at some point. And it's and if it's over a hundred years old, it's public domain again, so you're good. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But still, there's not that much. There's a pl- an amazing amount of music to be had with 12 notes but it's not endless you know
0: mm-hmm. we need to come up with some new notes
1: yeah well if you go to you turned into the headless man when you did that that was cool um uh, yeah. turkish I music wish. has like 15 notes for every whole step of ours so every two notes there's 15 notes or something like that so they got all them extra notes there. That He's boring music. Hurt. It hurts my ears.
0: Um. Well, let's flip this around a little bit. So painting. If uh, I want to paint Mickey Mouse, you know, getting some scrum pleasure from
2: Goofy. Should I be allowed to do that?
1: Well, I don't know. I I think you, if you're not selling it totally, if you're trying to make money on it, they, I think they should be able to come for you. But if you're just doing it for fun, no.
0: What if I'm selling it for fifty bucks in a dark alley?
1: Well, I think you're probably safe. Yeah, they don't need to know about that fifty bucks. Gotcha, undercover Disney cops, Bucko. (laughs) (laughs) Get in the car, (laughs) fucking get him, goof. I'm I'm gonna gonna beat you you to death
2: (laughs) Pluto's
0: just a fucking drug dog yeah yep you know what Donald he's just exposing himself not even wearing pants (laughs) no he would be the one doing scrum stuff for Mickey Mouse with that gargly voice
1: oh yeah big time he already has he's got like three different kinds of
2: thrush Hmm. anyway movies yeah uh much time we got
0: left i think we're just gonna do movies and call now nah, let's do movies real quick and i'll read one interesting thing and then we'll be done okay uh Okay, so movies. We said we were going to watch Time Bandits, but we ran out of time to like properly focus on that. The So yeah, they they stole our time. And we ended up watching Orgasmo, which is a pure classic. Yeah. Once again, we started this episode off with like some pretty Utah-centric stuff and I feel like growing up in Utah, or if you know about Utah stuff, it makes Orgasmo like even better than it just already is.
1: There's some jokes just for us, for sure. Mm-hmm. i One of
0: my favorite is just like, "Where are you from, lady? You grow up in a cardboard box or something?" No, I'm from Utah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, growing up. I'll tell a fun little story real quick uh first time I ever saw that i was I was a young man back in the old days of two thousand must have been two thousand and one two thousand and two or something oh, so babe. you know pornography and access to such things was uh not the same back then, and so we would have our movie channel subscriptions occasionally, so you know I just kind of peruse Cinemax or HBO for, for a little bit of titty, and I was like, "Orgasmo, that's got to have titties in it." So I just put it in the old VCR and recorded it, and I'll come back to that later. Come back, I'm like, "All right, let's check out this Orgasmo. There's gonna be some good old titties in here. It's about a <laughs>
1: this
0: is porn thing."
1: man ass
0: and a yeah so the entire fucking movie right before they're about to show titties like a man's ass just like walks into the frame like (laughs) and i remember as a young boy that was simply looking for titties was like
1: damn it and i was just like this movie
0: sucks (laughs) and it just like i just was that fucking like one track mind so yeah Yeah. anyway i had it on vhs and just like But then uh, me and my buddy, who maybe doesn't want to be tied up in my little porn escapade story, so I'll leave them nameless. But we used to watch a lot of movies, and uh, I was like, we don't really have anything to watch. So There's this orgasmo movie. We could check that out, I guess. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if it's very good. And he's just like, okay. And then we threw it on, and we we're like, oh my God, this is like one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, wow, I was really really a one-track mind the first time I checked it out, but yeah. yeah, so it's a pure classic. Uh Trey Parker and Matt Stone of South Park fame did the Book of Mormon musical. I mean, it was one of their first movies. It's directed by Trey Parker, written by Trey Parker. It's an incredible movie. It's
1: fantastic.
0: Do you have a favorite part, favorite joke, bit?
1: Oh, God, like, yeah, the- the one you like, the the dinosaur scene is good. Everything T-Rex. Matt Stone T Rex. You exactly. want me on top? The everything with Matt Stone. What <laughs> shit, right there, dude? Yeah, yeah.
0: He was. I was basically Matt Stone's character the first time I watched it. Just like,
2: oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> And I do love the. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Yeah, okay. hey, cracks me up. Uh, like, just get yeah. in there and fuck. It's like, I haven't <laughs> slapped my ass yet.
2: Move, fuck boy.
0: Um, I always liked the hamster stuff. It was like hamster style. Um, yeah. it's like I guess I never good. told you.
1: It's like, what? It's like yeah. I don't
0: think I'm gonna do hamster style anymore. That's nice. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. <laughs> um Good then stuff. we watched another comedy from that era which i do think is fascinating but it hasn't aged as well it's uh freddie got fingered it was by <laughs> tom green directed by tom green and it's a wild fucking movie like it's probably the most egregious egregiously like violent and like sexual and weird uh like comedies ever do you have you seen anything that beats it,
1: the, the it no beats it it. <laughs> it being a
0: horse or an elephant <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no that's yeah. never quite that way <laughs> the way it does it no
0: right oh well, yeah just like Watching horses fuck, and he's eating a sandwich, and it's just like we're a happy family, we're a happy family. (laughs) It's just like, what the fuck is this? But what's funny is uh, how much younger are you than me?
1: Oh, four, three, four years.
0: That's kind of the difference, which is kind of it's nuts. Is that so? Nineteen ninety nine. How old are you? Nine yeah so i was like about 13 and then heavily into like mtv stuff my limp biscuits my corns and uh tom green was a big deal they had that trl show and the bum bum song got shot to number one beat out britney spears and christina aguilera and corn and all these like number one bands and So me and my buddy uh, DJ just thought it was like the funniest, like he was the greatest. And like he did uh, precede like Jackass, all these other like dude goes into society and trolls people, essentially. He had a public access TV show up in Canada that started his whole thing and then MTV um signed him on to do a tv show but like the public access element was like very wayne's world to me and i thought that was cool so i, yeah. I kind of worshiped the guy when i was that age and so when i saw freddie got fingered it was just like the epitome of like this is awesome because it's like essentially when you break it all down and there's a really great uh movie review on red letter media where they watched Freddie got fingered and broke it all down way better than I'll be able to. Uh, So go check that out. But it is essentially like maybe one of the most like punk rock movies ever made in the sense that, wow, Tom, you're so successful. Like you should, you should have your own movie. And I think he even showed up in the movie road trip as like the weird roommate. He showed up in some other thing as like drew Barrymore's, boyfriend i think it was like charlie's angels or something so he had been in movies where he was the weird guy but the movie was normal so they're like here's all this money go make a movie and he basically took all that money which ends becomes sort of meta because in the movie he gets a million dollars and he just goes and spends it on stupid shit like
1: they're jewels
0: betty they're jewels oh, like yeah. So I spent it on jewels. And then I spent it on the helicopter to go give her the jewels. And then I got I paid it to, for you to take this house and you take it to Pakistan. And there's my money. There's all my money. It's all gone.
1: It's all gone. Easy come, easy go.
0: <laughs> and you're just like, that's exactly what he did with that fucking movie. And it's like, mm-hmm. I kind of admire that. Some of the stuff is still pretty funny. The kid constantly getting
1: smacked in the face good bits <laughs> there's some good bits but there's also like lots of weird animal stuff
0: yeah weird animal stuff and like holy shit tom green like i'm i'm
1: older now like he is obnoxious yeah like, like, said, like he's annoying he's <laughs> <shit>. too old <laughs> he's he's annoying now
0: oh no and yeah it's true But yep. it's just like I think there was some weird phase where like I like Tom green and I even follow his Instagram. I think during COVID he just, he went on a road trip with his dog and would just do Instagram live and just he'd be out camping. like, Oh, I'm in New Mexico today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just like (laughs) way more chill, relaxed, just doing stuff like that. But there's always just like, now I perceive him as like a guy that's like trying too hard, but I think it's attached to all that early stuff. So it's like, yeah. he's just trying this new angle to, to get back to where he was. And I don't feel like he genuinely is doing that, but I don't know. I have a bit of that resistance built up where I'm like, nah, nah I know the real Tom Green. You're, you're not really this Zen. You're going to freak out and jack <laughs> off an elephant or something like that. Like, You're a wild man. You'll do anything for the dollar. Yeah. But that's what's so ironic about it, is because he also, you know, did such a punk rock thing with the movie. So I don't know. I like he's an interesting character. And we shouldn't forget about him. Maybe that's what it is. He started trying to do stand-up and I was like, oh what are you gonna do? Fuck the microphone, like which I think I think he's tried to not. Be like that, so kudos.
2: Is
1: this thing hard?
2: (laughs) Oh, he
0: just like Ah! starts blowing it. Oh man, anyway. Uh, movies that's movies, right?
1: Yeah, I'll see. I uh, just on the in the hotel room in Denver, uh, Tommy Boy was on, so we watched Tommy Boy. It's pure classic, classic, good stuff.
0: That's another one that I think is a little dated. Some of yeah. that slapsticky '90s yeah. comedy is like, oh wow! Well, Chris Farley alone
1: in the in face, it. like
2: whoa! It just yeah.
1: when he's in the bathroom on the plane, just getting just beat to shit by Rams. I was just like, uh. but <laughs> if anybody's gonna do it, Chris Farley was one of the best. No, That's he's fun. he's
0: one of the kings of physical comedy, as they say.
1: Yep. Yeah. But no,
0: yeah, like the 90s, like Dumb and Dumber, Austin Powers, all that stuff. It was like farts, (laughs) slapstick, pain, like get smacked with something, fart on something, pee joke. Yep. It's like, all right, I have gotten sick of the kind of the more modern like Judd Apatow comedy where they just, let's put a microphone on them and just let them riff. And then they just spew weird absurdities at each other. Like that's what, how people actually talk. Uh I'm like, Hmm, I'm getting a little tired of that. So comedy needs some kind of new, new revolution. I don't know what I'm excited to see what it is. Hopefully it's not just something I'm even less into. Juggling. Yeah. Hilarious. (laughs) It's going to go hardcore into puns and you're going to be in
1: bliss. I'm, I'm gonna gonna go. Go god. god damn it Fuck. <laughs> uh, someone say duck
2: <laughs>
0: anyway I, I showed you that's my bush that's oh, another yeah. low-key Matt and Trey thing that a lot of people don't remember because I think it was only like six episodes or maybe even eight or whatever
1: yeah that was fun
0: but yeah go check that out at the, at the very least go listen to the theme song on YouTube yep but that's my
1: bus
2: one of these, one days, of these Laura, days
0: i'm gonna punch you in, in the, the face, face. yeah because it is weird when you first watch it you're like ah this laugh track yeah but then you realize they're layering it in just to like completely mock sitcoms and how they're structured and are like, right oh okay okay <laughs> but yeah i remember <laughs> first time i saw it also a young man i was just like this isn't as good as South Park what's going on here and it was actually my same buddy DJ he's like no 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 like there's this little (laughs) there's a little fetus that survived an abortion it's hilarious keep watching this and I was like oh okay fuck weird (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah um Anyway, I'm going to read this one quick thing and we're going to be done. This is our kind of weird news, but it's only weird to us. Weird news. Because of our American politics. Are you ready? Uh, This is about Swedish politics. I just came across this today. The headline is Sweden's first female leader quit last week after a few hours. She was just reelected. Before I continue reading how do you how do you feel about that headline? I'll read it one more time. Sweden's first female leader quit last week after a few hours. she was just reelected.
1: like what? <laughs> well, I don't know if she like that was like her second term and then she quit, or is she. At- she got she quit and then came back, and they are like, Yeah, try again, elect again. They can, they can't vote that quick, they can't like There's right. a shit ton of people there.
0: Let me get into the nitty gritty. It looks like Sweden will soon have its first female prime minister. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Magdalena Anderson that's Anderson with two s's, it's a very Swedish uh, thing, if I remember correctly is a 54-year-old former finance minister who leads the Social Democratic Party, was re-elected by a slim margin on Monday and will make history when she officially takes office on Tuesday. Here's what happened. Swedish lawmakers first elected Anderson last Wednesday, but she decided to step down after a budget defeat in parliament made a coalition partner quit. The government rejected its own budget proposal in favor of one presented by the opposition, which includes the right-wing populist Sweden Democrats. As the Associated Press reported, that prompted the Green Party to leave the two-party minority government. Anderson later said at a news conference that she did not want to lead a government where there may be grounds to question its legitimacy. I kind of want to like soak that in. She didn't want to lead a government where there may be grounds to question its legitimacy. Let me read let me read that in a different voice. I don't want to lead a government where there may be grounds oh. to question its legitimacy. <laughs> I just don't. Kind of just uh, what? So huh. the beat uh, the prime minister is expected by convention to resign if the coalition party leaves the government. Anderson also said she would still be interested in leading a social democratic one-party government, which I don't. That's kind of where I was like, so there's a minority government where they're made up of coalitions of the different parties. So she's open to being the leader if one party is the the majority.
1: (laughs) If her party is. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Obviously. And so on Monday she won her second election in less than a week of the 349 member Swedish parliament known as the Riksdag. That's R-I-K-S-D-A-G. Sounds a lot like another thing in history I'm going to clarify. Uh, 101 members voted yes to Anderson. 173 voted no and 75 abstained. The country's constitution allows prime ministers to be appointed as long as a parliamentary majority, 175 people, does not vote against them. So it was a close one. Only they needed two more to keep her out oh wow so she told reporters after the vote that she's ready to take sweden forward with a platform focused on welfare climate change and crime and yeah she also said i don't see this as the start of 10 months i see this as the start of 10 years she told reporters at a news conference according to the local Her election is a huge milestone for one of the world's most gender equal countries. As the Sweden's official account noted on Twitter, Anderson was preceded in her job by 33 men. So I just, I know they got their issues and they got their problems, man, but I swear, dude, I want Sweden is the majority of my ancestry my people and I just I I like the way they do things indeed that's the democratic socialism that's not like the scary gulags and like work internment camps this is just like oh we just have democracy with a bunch of different parties and you know we got a lot of social welfare to take care of people
1: and they're doing fine and people are happy and it's working yeah Imagine that.
0: And I'm going to resign. I don't know if this is going to work properly. If I, if people don't believe me, I mean, how could I possibly lead? Yeah. It's like, uh... <laughs> man. What's America, happened? freest country on the planet.
1: Uh.
0: Anyways, um, today in history, I was gonna do a couple things real quick. Might as well toss them in. Indeed. Uh, The featured event, the United Nations Resolution for the Partition of Palestine. On this day in 1947, the United Nations General Assembly adopted a resolution not implemented, calling for the partition of Palestine into two separate states, an Arab and a Jewish one that would retain an economic union. And that has gone perfectly ever since.
1: Wow. Just right on the money. Yeah, like they
0: Europe came in, saw the problem, and were like, "Hey, I know how to fix this." Bam! Everybody's gonna get along after we do this. So, uh, yeah. Two thousand and one, George Harrison, formerly of the Beatles, died of cancer at the age of fifty-eight.
1: Oh, I didn't see that.
0: Yeah. So rest in peace to George Harrison. Oh, that, that is one last thing that I'll uh, I'll read and we'll just skip the rest of the history stuff because I didn't review it before we started. But uh, there is a funny Onion article headline that I posted on our Facebook page for the show. If you haven't gone and liked and subscribed to that, I think we threw up a lot of tasty memes and articles there, music videos. So if you don't want to just like and subscribe our YouTube channel and our podcast wherever you podcast, you can go on Facebook and like that page. But the onion article was new Beatles Doc gives man greater appreciation for how long eight hours feels.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: And I love Beatles documentaries. Like I can totally like watch a shit ton of that stuff. But but it is a little bit of like wow eight more hours of Beatles stuff like yeah I I think I'm I think I'm good I don't know if I need more maybe I'll wait a little bit like I'm ready to do Beatles history again but like yeah I'm tapped out I don't need any more Beatles stuff how do you feel Uh, about that
1: um if I read like most of the book that came out that was like this big Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> I feel pretty good about my Beatles history knowledge too. help, <laughs>
2: and
1: that's the that's the thing. It is really interesting, but uh, yeah, it's in the end. I really enjoy like the the latest of the albums, and that's all about all I listen to anymore. So yeah, well, maybe I'll get around to it someday. Though, like I said,
0: I think this recent documentary is about like the making of Let It Be but uh, i'm not totally sure Hmm. maybe that was a different beatles thing that came out recently i feel like there's i don't know if this is the peter jackson directed one or like whatever i don't know who is your favorite Beatle? before we head out
1: Hmm. i like george
0: yeah he's like i think i like him better as a person but i'm a john lennon guy i like john lennon even though he's kind of an asshole yeah, was. does have some good. He's a, he's a complex character. Let's say Indeed. that. But you know one thing? John Lennon oh. is at least way cooler than fucking Cincinnati. True that. Well, go fuck yourself, Cincinnati.
2: What? We'll uh
0: <laughs> we'll see you next week.
1: See you then.
2: Ta-ta! <laughs>
1: fuck you
0: Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to the Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in.